This is Chattanooga Cynics. I'm Nathan Byrne. I recently sat down with Brian Bush, who's running against incumbent Sherry Patty for the position of city court judge. This episode of Chattanooga Civics is sponsored by Gowan Law. Through their work in real estate law, Sam Gowan and his team understand the importance of civic engagement, good government, and stewardship of the land. Gowan Law solves real estate and property issues in the Chattanooga and North Georgia area. You can find out more at gowanlaw.com. I'm also excited to announce that Chattanooga Civics is launching a Patreon. I'm hoping to expand Chattanooga Civics in the coming months, and I need your help to do it. Early patrons will have a unique opportunity to shape the future of the program by helping me decide which expansions to prioritize. They will also be the first to know about upcoming guests and will have the option to submit listener questions. You can sign up now at patreon.com slash chat civics. Brian Bush. I'm candidate running to become the next judge serving Chattanooga City Court. Great. Uh, and so if you could please just explain for our listeners in your own words kind of what the city court judge does and why this role is important. Sure. Uh, it's it's our municipal court here in Chattanooga. So all the smaller towns, East Ridge, Red Bank, have their own court system. Mm-hmm. Likewise, so does Chattanooga. It has the authority to hear anything that's a violation of the Chattanooga City Ordinance. It can impose a fine up to $50.00. And it can't really impose any jail time. Uh, mm-hmm. That's really not its function. It deals with mostly traffic violations, environmental issues, uh, such as blight and things of that nature. And that's pretty much currently the mm-hmm. extent of its jurisdiction in Chattanooga. All the other cases, the more serious cases, either go to Sessions Court. Okay, so that that would also include things like like zoning violations and, and things like that would Correct. go through city court. So yep. it's anything that's city ordinance. Anything that's a violation goes of through city, city court. City okay. court has the authority to hear it, correct. Okay. Is there any case where something is a violation of city ordinance and it goes through another court? Does that happen? Do you know? It can, uh, possibly. Again, city court and sessions court share some jurisdiction okay. for really the lower level misdemeanors. Okay. So I think of something like trespassing. Right. It's a violation of the state law, mm-hmm. but it's also a violation of Chattanooga City Code. Right. So those things can be heard in either court. Okay. Typically, something like that would go through sessions court, Got it. but it can be heard in city court. Okay, yep. cool. Well, that's good to know. Good good place to start. And so I was just wondering kind of if you could introduce yourself a little more broadly and what your qualifications are for, for this upcoming sure. election. Uh, again, Brian Bush, born and raised in Chattanooga, uh, went up to Maribel College for undergrad. I majored in political science, met my wife. Uh, we both went up to UT for grad school. I went to law school. She went mm-hmm. to UT for get it, to get a master's in education. Uh, we came right back down. Uh, Chattanooga is home to me. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere I knew I wanted to come back and serve. Uh, and so here I am. Uh, actually, when I first got back, uh, before I started in private practice, I started at a program called the House of Refuge, where we provided an alternative sentencing option for nonviolent offenders. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to them going to prison, uh, to state prison, they would come to our program. Uh, we get them connected with jobs. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a religious organization. So you'd have the option to attend church, uh, get you some financial security, and really create the stability that you've never had. Uh, that most of these people never had for the mm-hmm. first times in their lives. Um, so that was that was that program. Uh, from there, I kind of flipped sides and went to be a prosecutor here in Hamilton County. Uh, did violent crimes and felonies. 
saw some some pretty heinous things, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it was it's good work. Um, it is something that it's necessary. I'm super proud of the work we did. Uh, the people there, they do a hard job. Mm-hmm. Uh, them with the rest of law enforcement do a very difficult job. Um, and now I'm in private practice at a firm called Spears Moore, uh, where we do more mostly uh, corporate defense work. So mm-hmm. insurance defense, uh, you know, medical malpractice, things of that nature. So that's that's where I am now. Um, what makes me most qualified or makes me qualified, I believe, for this role is that I've seen our legal system from just about every side at this point um, in my career. Um, obviously, from the nonprofit side, I've seen the innovative ways we can use our legal system to improve lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, prison does not have to be the ultimate destination for everybody who comes through our court system, through our legal system. I've seen it from the side of the prosecutors. I've seen what it does when we put people in prison, um, what crimes do to the community, uh, what they do to the, the defendant themselves, what they do to the victims, and mm-hmm. obviously families, the results of all of this. And now I've seen it as a defense attorney. I take on the occasional defense case. Uh, so I've seen everything that can come out of this system that we've called our, our legal system. And I know how it impacts communities and how it changes lives. Mm-hmm. And alternatively, how we can use it to improve lives. Cool. So that is definitely some very broad ranging experience uh, that that covers a little bit of everything. I'm curious what made you decide to run for city court judge in particular, as opposed to taking those skills somewhere else. Sure. What attracts you to this position? You know, it's it's one of those courts that you know we talked about before. Nobody knows anything about, but <laughs> it's probably one of the most impactful courts that we have in our entire system. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of us will never see the Sessions Court or the criminal court level, but a lot of folks, I would say the vast majority of folks who interact with our legal system will experience the city court system, whether mm-hmm. that's for a traffic violation or something of that sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fines that get doled out in city court, they have real impacts on our wallets. Uh, they have real impacts on communities. And sometimes they even result in people when they can't afford to pay those fines and court costs, going to Sessions Court, going to criminal court. And so the the results of city court have wide-ranging impacts. And so how do you make the most difference uh, acting within the law, obviously? You become city court judge. Uh, you see what you can do and how you can use the system that's already in existence mm-hmm. to improve it, to improve lives. Um, you know, the punishment doesn't always have to be pay this $50 fine or pay uh, these court costs, which can be exorbitant, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they can amount into the hundreds of dollars at times. So that's not an easy thing to do for many Chattanoogans, and right. I understand that. And I'll tell you, I saw a lot of times as a prosecutor, people's first interaction with our system began in city court. Uh, and again, I was in the criminal court level, which is mm-hmm. you know essentially three levels up from that. And they got there. It started when I couldn't pay court costs and fines. I got my license revoked. I did something else, you know, to, to increase my criminal exposure. Ultimately, I ended up in, in criminal court or sessions right. court. Right. Um, so it's kind of that strain theory of, you know, at, at the first start, you couldn't, you just couldn't afford things. Mm-hmm. Your life became strained. Uh, you became more prone to commit more serious crimes. And there you are. Um, and I think city court is perfectly situated to deal with those kinds of low-level offenses before they grow into larger issues. Right. Um, we can really improve lives in that way by connecting people to the resources that exist in the city. Mm-hmm. There are so many nonprofit organizations that exist in Chattanooga. Uh, the city government has a lot of resources that are available to folks in Chattanooga to help them out, and that's what the city court can be. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we understand, I think, that just by its function, the way we've established it, it's not a court that can throw people in jail. That's right. not what it's supposed to do. Uh, it's a court that can impose fines. But are, do we really want those fines or do we really want to improve our community and our city? Uh, I think Chattanooga is great. It can be even better if we were all feeling financially secure and we're able to lead stable lives. So mm-hmm. that's why that's why I chose city court. And so you mentioned um, driver's licenses earlier mm-hmm. as being a, a possible, you know, punishment, I guess. Sure. I don't know what the, the technical term would be, but is that something that the city court has a jurisdiction over? Can the city court revoke a driver's license or does that have to be escalated up to a higher court? So the state actually revokes your driver's license, okay. but it's for failure to pay court costs. And right, yeah. right, Which, exactly. So it gets escalated up from the city court. But yep. that's not something that the city judge can impose. It's something that is a, a later aspect of, of something that has already been sent through yeah, the fines. It's a penalty and, for yeah, not, exactly. for not okay. you know, obeying the order of the city court. Right. Got it. Um, so when you're talking about, you know, trying to find different ways around these fines, uh, is this something, you know, how much leeway does the, the city judge have for, for leniency and also for kind of due diligence in terms of can this person pay this cost? Mm-hmm. Do you have to take them on their word or does the city court have some kind of mechanism in place to, to ascertain is this a fee that this person can pay or is this going to end up in this snowball effect of increasing legal costs? So under the law currently, a uh, city court judge or judges in general are supposed to assess a person's ability to pay a fine mm-hmm. or, or costs. There was a report that came out just, I think it was last year from Think Tennessee, uh, that says that that can vary from county to county. It's mm-hmm. very subjective. Again, it, it's supposed to happen, but it doesn't happen all the time. Right. Um, those are the types of things I want to be conscientious about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is this is to say nothing about the current judiciary in Hamilton County or Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know personally what I've seen as a, as a DA, as an assistant district attorney, um, is that people somehow get caught up in this system. Uh, I don't know what happened at the time that they entered their, their guilty plea or the judgment was entered against them, but there's something obviously not happening. Uh, whether they could not pay the fine or court costs at the time or if something happened after the fact that resulted in, in them not being able to pay it, at some point they were not able to pay it. As city court judge, I do want to be more conscientious and actually you know, follow the law uh, and and assess a person's ability to pay. I think that's important. Um, so yes, to answer your question, there is a system in place that is supposed to be used consistently to assess a person's ability to pay. And so I'm wondering then, you are running against an incumbent, Judge Patty, and so I'm wondering, what is the change that you see that you could bring to this seat? Uh, how would you handle this position differently from Judge Patty and kind of what sets you apart? Sure. Uh, again, I've seen what co- these court costs and fines do to people and communities mm-hmm. uh, serving as an ADA. And so what I want to do and what I've began to do even before taking the, the bench is that I'm reaching out and making relationships with different organizations in, in Chattanooga mm-hmm. that want to work with the court as alternatives to any kind of sentence that can be imposed by mm-hmm. the court. Um, I think of trespassing, uh, which is a huge issue in our homeless population. Mm-hmm. If you assess a $50 fine uh, against somebody uh, in that population, you know, the chances that it ever gets paid are very low. Mm -hmm. 
in that same vein, what is the point of assessing a $50 fine against someone who is struggling to find a place to live? Mm -hmm. When instead we can connect them to a, a resource in the city that already exists that can help them find a place to stay, to stay out of trouble from violating any kind of city ordinance, help them find employment, uh, help them uh, become financially secure. So that's the difference I want to make. And it's not just, you know, trespassing. You can think of tons of things that are uh, violations of the city code that can have remedies that aren't that aren't necessarily punitive. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, some things are, you know, your $50 fine or whatever fine you get for speeding down Market Street, that sometimes it has to stay. You know, that's right. one of those things that's pretty consistent. Right. Uh, but we can think of some creative solutions under the law that would help improve lives. And if we improve, you know, 10 out of 100 lives every year, that's 10 more lives improved in Chattanooga. That right. is a substantial change for communities. Uh, the people who come after them see substantial change. That is families who are able to provide for them, uh, their, their families. That's that's everything. You know, mm-hmm. the, and grades improve in school. And these are some of the ripple effects. You know, if there's kids involved, grades improves in school, graduation rates increase, truancy rates decrease. These are all the things that could result if we just allow people to feel more financially secure in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering, what are kind of the tools at your disposal uh, as alternatives to these fines? I know, you know, kind of the obvious pushback to that would be if if we don't have fines, if we don't have some kind of consequence for these crimes and what's, you know, what's to stop people from just thinking, oh, I can just get away with it over and over again. Uh, so, so what are kind of those alternatives? You talk about connecting people with resources. That's something that you could have like a court order that you need to connect with these resources or, or what are the alternatives to, to the fines? So sure. Um, and, you know, it might not even be a court order. I just want these organizations to have a home right. within the city court mm-hmm. um, so they know that these options exist. So again, the, what keeps people from recidivism from from committing the same crime over and over because there's no punishment essentially. Mm -hmm. Well, the goal ultimately is to connect them to a resource so that they aren't prone to to engage in the same behavior. Um, That's not going to work 100% of the time. And then obviously for the more serious crimes, there is still the Sessions Court, there's still the criminal court process. Mm -hmm. So we're we're talking about like the low, very low, low level offenses. Right. but that's the ultimate goal. And again, I understand that we won't catch everybody, mm-hmm. uh, but we have to at least make some attempt. Uh, I think with any any circumstance, any court or any government system that has this much interface with the community, we have to be thinking proactively about how we can improve the community, right. um, about how we can use it to be more progressive in the way that we address issues. Mm-hmm. Because if we're just sitting back and looking and, and trying to collect fines from a court and using it as a money-making system, you know, what's the point? Right. Uh, it doesn't serve taxpayers uh, any. It doesn't do taxpayers any justice by collecting fifty dollar fines all day, mm-hmm. uh, when you know the same issues will persist after the fine is paid. Right. So, you know that's that's the goal here. It's really to put people in a situation where they aren't likely to commit the same or mm-hmm. engage in the same mm-hmm. behaviors they were before. So you're talking about like more of an informal relationship. Uh, I'm sure there'd be some level of formality to it between the city court and these different nonprofit groups and, and other government programs. Correct. Rather than, I guess, alternative sentencings, fines, what have you. Is Correct. That, right. Yep. Okay. Um, so I've, I've really only got one more question. Uh, 
Councilman Coonrod has recently called for the city court judge salary to be cut in half mm -hmm. uh, from $180,000 to $90,000 per year. And I was just wondering if you have any thoughts on that proposal, if you if that has really affected your decision to run or if it would affect how you do things uh, or if you have any opinion on it at all, really. No, it, it doesn't. And it has not impacted my decision uh, to run or I didn't think of the, of the salary when I decided to run. Mm -hmm. I think it's the opportunity to do the right thing mm -hmm. uh, for our community and for our city. Again, if we're thinking about cutting that salary in half, that's still a substantial amount of money. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, you know, I don't see the the real issue in it, uh, mm -hmm. actually. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how much traction the actual legislation is going to get, uh, but that does not personally impact my decision right. uh, and how I would go about running the court. Mm -hmm. Well, great. That answers all my questions, really, but I kind of want to open the floor up to you if there's anything we haven't covered, anything that you want to talk about in terms of how our city court is run currently or, or any other changes you would make as city judge. Now's your opportunity. Uh, sure. I think I've, uh, I appreciate the opportunity first off. Uh, I think that covers everything that I plan to do. Mm -hmm. Again, this is about community change. I've run this campaign. It's community focused entirely. Uh, I'm going out meeting people every day to find out what they want to see the court do. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, we have to act within the confines of the law. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not here to change the law. I'm here to act within the law to do what we can to mm -hmm. improve where we can. Uh, so that's the real mission uh, of this campaign and of this eventual judgeship. Uh, this is what city court's about. You know, this is exactly what city court's about. It's about dealing with people and real life issues every single day. Um, and again, I want to think proactively and use the court to think proactively, to proactively about what we can do as a city to address the issues that we see, the perceived issues that we see. Mm -hmm. Uh, city court is perfectly situated to do that. And that's what I plan to do for the next eight years. Great. Well, uh, is there, where can listeners find out more about you? Sure. Uh, you can visit my website at www.electbrianbush.com. That's E-L-E-C-T-B-R-I-A-N-B-U-S-H.com. Uh, there you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, my phone number's on there even. Send an email. You can reach out to me any way you want to. Uh, in fact, I encourage people to contact me if you think of a way that you think city court can be better run. If you have an organization that you operate that you want to see get connected with city court over the next eight years, please reach out to me. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what this is about. It's not a punitive court. It's, it's not a purely punitive court. It's a court to support people. Um, so that's how you get in contact with me. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Chattanooga Civics. Our music was written and recorded by Kevin McLeod. If you have any questions or feedback, please send me an email at chattanoogacivics at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at chatcivics, or visit the website chattanoogacivics.com. Thanks for listening. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.